Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 225, that's 225, it's the ENS Wolves Podcast. I'm your host Nathan Judah, uh, Mr. Keane, are you there? Are you in Wolverhampton, baby? I am, I'm speaking live, well, live for you at least. Live <laughs> from for me, uh, not, not, for, not for the thousands <laughs> listening at home. Uh, from Wolverhampton, the ENS Towers. Yeah, good to be back in the office, mate. You enjoying it? You enjoy, enjoying the camaraderie? You, you, you're slowly filtering back into the office. How's the coffee machine? Is it still free? Do you, oh, you got a t- you get a token now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we've got this uh, little fob that goes in to the uh, the machine. I think I think you get like four free drinks a day or something like that, and then I think you have to pay twenty five p after that. Um, See, but I never I'm, have more than four anyway. To be fair. I've I've never really used the coffee machine at work. I'm more I'd rather pay three pound twenty five for a, <laughs> for a, for an eight p drink and go to Costa or, or Starbucks or any other um, good providers um, of coffee in the area. I tell you what, the ones there they're nice, mate. They're decent. Are they? Are they? Yeah, well? Honestly, well, I say they're nice for to me. Uh, for your, you know ever exceeding standards they're probably not going to be uh, up to scratch see I'm the kind of guy who will go into Costa or Starbucks but I won't get the, even the, the normal Americano I'll always get the character roast or the special blend yeah, just course, for that extra bit of deliciousness you know yeah yeah loser um, yeah, that's so... what I say it's, 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 they actually have that on there they have an extra 25p <laughs> for the character roast slash the mug um, but <laughs> who wants to buy an extra who wants to pay even more for this Americano uh, with, with, with hot water in I, I tell you what, though, I was annoyed the other day. I went to Starbucks and um, waited for my coffee, just a black Americano, because obviously, Liam, as you know, black Americano, five calories compared to a latte, which is 100 plus. And oh, so why, wow. why, why would you lose on, the, on those calories? Um, so I waited and there was about five of them. and They're all new. It was in like Solihull Retail Park. And I'm like, oh, OK, but at least there's five of them there. Mate, I was waiting for 10 minutes for my coffee. Now... This is literally a shot of ex- couple of shots of espresso and hot water. So I was already slightly irked because I've got to get across to pets at home to get important treats for the dogs. So, you know, this is messing with my day a little bit. But I'll wait, I'll wait. I was patient. Read on my phone, just, you know, filter through some of the terrible tweets from you. And uh, by well. the time I looked at it, okay, here you go, Mr. Judah. Well, you never guess what happened. They ordered me, they, they, put, they gave me a medium, not a large. And oh, I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So I asked for a large, and then they looked, and, and they were like, oh, okay. So I'm thinking, right, just chuck it away, get to the front of the queue. You know, they can do do it again and just make it large. It's only, I mean, they could have even poured it into a large cup and added hot water. You know, I just wanted a large. I want, you know, I want it, I want it to last a little bit longer. Do you know what they did? Oh, here we go. Or just remake it. If they want to remake it, remake <laughs> it. Do you know what they did? Oh, sorry, sir. Well, the large, it says a large on here, and the large is £2.85, and the, sorry, the large, the, la, the medium is £2.85, and the large is £3.10. So you're going to have to go to the, go back to the front, put your card back in, we'll refund you the £2.85, and then you can buy it again for £3.10. Ah, mean, wow. I was not happy. I was not happy. Okay, the back end of that story, yeah, that would warm me up as well. But an important question here. You said you waited 10 minutes for this drink. Yeah, yeah. Was it because there was a queue or because the staff was slow? There were a few people, I think both. There were a few people in front of me who were already waiting for their drinks when when I put mine in. And obviously... It's like the worst thing in it. I always get an Americana, but the four people in front are, of course, going to get some sort of Frappuccino blend that takes forever to make, which is the most annoying thing in the world. But especially when it's it's October, it's November, just get a hot bloody drink or go home. So they take forever to make. So yeah, but ten just minutes, make it. Ten just, minutes waiting is not is not long. 
Oh mate, that's long, mate. That's long no, for a coffee mate. for me. Ten minutes for a coffee. Look, look, look. I've worked. I've worked customer service. I, I know. I know for a fact that Silver Spoon Judah over here. Yeah. Hasn't hasn't done it. Oh mate, no. God, there no. you go. So there I've you go. So leave the them alone. Industry, mate. It's They're easy doing though, their isn't it? best. They're Just doing smile. their best. No, no, mate. I, I'm, I'm I'm the customer. I I've got <laughs> demands, mate. And you got to you're customer. shocking. Honestly, you surprise me every single week. It's, it's always a surprise when you're around. That is shocking. Um, Who cares? Ten minutes. Just be do the the British thing and just apologise yourself. Take the drink and walk off. Just go. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I just take the drink and go. Don't mess what, around. <laughs> tell you what, it was quicker. It was quicker waiting for my coffee than to see you play a shot and oh, golf we this week. I Christ. mean. Talk about taking your time, Liam Keane. No, now, no, no, I no, 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 no. I understand this was your first. Put, putting this into perspective, people who don't know, basically, um, we did our podcast live, which was oh, what number is it now? Twenty-five. Is it two two five now? So twenty-five episodes ago, twenty-five weeks ago, we did we did our our two hundredth episode live. It was me, Edwards, then, um, and Spears did one, and we we did a, a host of auction items, of which one of them was come and play come and play a round of golf with us. So, um, so end of the day, we 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 got there. We we were we we the lucky winner, really nice guy uh, called Mark went to you talks to golf club. Uh, me and Kino turn up on Tuesday morning. Was it Tuesday midday? Tuesday midday. That's the one. Lovely round of golf. Um, Liam says he hasn't played too much, but I'm like, you know, you can get yourself around, which is fine. So we weren't on our we weren't on best form. You know, a couple of lost balls here and there, but um, yeah, Liam. I mean. I feel like you need a little bit of work on your game, fella. Yeah, no, I definitely do. Um, and you know what? What was pleasing for me was that mm. I had someone alongside me and yourself who also needs to work on it. So it was good. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was good that I wasn't out there on my own. You know, we, you know, we both struggled. I mean, I mean, I must admit, I did, I did shoot a ten on the first, which is which is not good. Which is not a good situation. But from the fourth onwards, there were pars, there were bogeys, which wasn't too bad. Um, but I didn't realise, Liam, that you failed maths at school. Because there were definitely a few holes where you came no. and said, I got a five or I got a six. I'm like, mm, No, well, I'm being deadly serious. I got well, a five on two of them. Well, there were I'm two like, par threes and I got fives on both of them. But then you know you have to, if you lose a ball or you miss a ball, you have to take an, you have to yep. have a penalty shot. Yeah. So you know if you if you hit one into, oh. into the woods and you don't get it, let's say it's your second shot, you know you're taking your fourth from there, not your third. Don't worry, I'm well aware. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, the, the couple of times I had to... Uh, go fishing for a for a ball in, in the <laughs> pond. I'm well aware, uh, and also the fact that I got um, I think my worst hole was a 12 shot. So you know I'm I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> you, to be fair, to be fair, it was a very difficult course, and I thought I thought you did I thought you did pretty well for someone who's it was his first big boy course, wasn't it? So I thought yes. you did okay. Would you, will you be back? Will you be back on the uh, on the fairway, or will you will you wait till the summer when it's a little bit more a little bit more um, easy going on the old on the old greens? Well, I definitely might wait. It's a bit uh, the weather. To be fair, we actually picked a day that was quite good considering it was the a decent been, day. The weather's been naff recently, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. I probably would wait until the, the weather gets a bit better. But, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I've always enjoyed doing it with my friends. But as you say, I'd, I'd only ever done um, the driving range, which I can't do. Um, and secondly, I've only ever done a par three course before. Um, so coming onto a, a big course <laughs> for the first time. And then we get there and uh, and he's like, yeah, it's, uh, you know... If you it's can do well, one. if you if you can do well on this course, you can do well anywhere. I'm thinking, yeah. Christ, like, oh, I'm in no. trouble. Oh, no. 
<laughs> that, I mean, that one that, that one hole that was like vertical up this hill. I was dying. I was like, I, I, I <laughs> that was a long par. That was a long par five. By the I way, I couldn't even walk up it. Let alone kick the I ball. Was deli- I was delighted with a seven, but that was that was a long par five. That was a lo- that was a difficult one for me. I think that was a, I think that was a nine or a, no, that was an eleven shot. I think on that one, I was yeah, I struggled. Yeah, it was it was it was it was a disappointing round. But if anyone wants to wants to help Kino, maybe there's a few golf coaches listening. Then I'm sure you'll take some free tips, mate, from them. Absolutely. I mean, I was getting a few tips on the day, wasn't I? So, Where you were. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take any that. You know what? It, I, I say this um, in, the, in, the, in the best possible way because you know we had fun. It was you know he, he was a great bloke. It was a, it was a lovely you know the scenery, lovely course and everything. And I, and I do enjoy playing. Um, but a couple of the shots I made, a couple of times missing the ball totally, it was some of the most embarrassing moments of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like I was inside. It was, it was, a, it was a practice. It was a practice. I'll be honest. It was, honest, a, it was a practice. Honest. It was a practice. You, you, you both, both of you. To be fair, and some, this is a surprising coming from you as well. <laughs> we're on. actually, we're actually very good and very encouraging with me. We were, mate. But you, you inside, inside, I was dying with a couple of the, <laughs> a, a couple, a couple of the shots that I missed. I was like, if, I cannot embarrass myself again. I need to hit this ball. This is <laughs> so embarrassing. But uh, you know, you know, it's all. It's, it, was it was all, all good. good. So we had some, fun. we had some, some top wolves chat, and of course, it all, all went to two great charities. So that's the main thing. Um, have you got any, 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 any trick or treaters for you, mate? Did you get any anyone knocking at your door? Uh, no, uh, there was a lot of a lot of kids coming up and down the road. But I, as soon as I saw some of them walking past, I closed the curtains. Wow! Um, no I had no area. I had no decorations up for anything. So um, so yeah, I, you know, if, if they had they knocked on, I'd have ignored them. We um, how many do you reckon we had a head count? How many do you reckon came to the door that night? Bearing in mind that between seven and nine, I think it absolutely poured down. Was this when you were? You were preying on the the children of Dorrit. I was, yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not the best tweet in the world for me, to be fair. Um, uh, what a tweet! I, I did think when I was when I, when I sent it, ah, like, oh, yeah, that's not not, not great. But I was there to scare. I was there. To, I was there to scare them. Of which, by the way, there were. I got one really, really good. Most most people were very shocked and quite scared. But then there was one kid as well. There was, there was one girl like oh, I just need to stop. This. There was one person getting into the car who I got right at the end, and she went absolutely crazy, which was quite funny because the parents um, were, were laughing their heads off. And then there was one young, youngish boy. When I say youngish boy, ten years old, turned around, and was like, Whoa! then he started crying. Oh no! And I'm like, I felt a little bit guilty. And I'm thinking, you're ten, mate. You, you shouldn't be crying. If he's crying that old, you shouldn't mask. be crying. Yeah, no. man up. You need to man up. But if it was a four or five year old, there were some young kids there. I just like waved at them. But when you when you get into that kind of age, when you you know you're in probably junior school, or whatever, eight, you're yeah. nine, ten years old. I'm sorry. There's no crying there if you get scared. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I was just going to say as well. Is this the the video that you got of scaring one of the kids that you had on your phone? Because um, I unfortunately never got to to see that video. Because just for you know the listeners aren't aware, you know. Uh, you were very fortunate to be sitting next to Mr. Spears for the Everton game. So whenever Spears is around, oh I, yes, I, I was. But, yes. When, whenever Spears is around, I don't exist basically. So, <laughs> so Judah, Judah, Judah sits there showing him the video. Oh, you know, I'm looking over, thinking, oh, you might show me in a second. Phone in the pocket. Um, <laughs> Did I? I, just, I, I, I don't was thinking, think I was oh, showing you. Happy not, Halloween. It might, might not have been that video. To be fair, <laughs> it might have been a video that you you didn't need to see. To be fair, oh, some right, of the videos on our phones are not are, are not of air, not not a younger person <laughs> viewing, and you're under 25s or less, mate. I don't think it's probably it's probably a good idea that you didn't see it. Not for my young eyes. <laughs> no, mate. No, you're too innocent. Um, 92 people we had. 
92 people come to the door. Blimey, that, you, must, you were busy all, all evening. Oh, we, hey, non-stop, them as absolutely well. non-stop. Yeah, we had head counts. My mum was doing the smoke machine because uh, she came for a couple of days. So she was doing the smoke machine as they came up. Lana was at the door and then I obviously hid behind the car and waited for them to come out. So it was, it was a good little combo, mate, we had. Top drawer. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, well, obviously, you know, the wife is... Uh, is Americans, they take it very seriously, don't they? They're very, very seriously, mate. Uh, as we need to take this podcast because we're 12 minutes in and haven't talked about Wolverhampton one oh, year, yeah. so we better, <laughs> we we, always we better, on, we better we? move on. Maybe we should have a podcast just to banter one year, to be fair. Uh, but I, I guess a lot of people will just fast forward this, you know, for the first 10 minutes, knowing that they're going to get a lot of waffle before they get onto the good stuff. So, you know, it is what it is. There's a lot of people listen to the first 10 minutes and then switch off um, as well. So, you know, at least we're, 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 we're helping everybody out. Right. Wolverhampton Wanderers 2, Everton 1. Liam, first of all, the demand for your player ratings didn't go online was unbelievable, unprecedented. Yeah, I owe I the supporters an apology. Well, well, and don't don't owe them an apology because if they are following you and and, and following and listening to this podcast, we're going to go through them, baby. You're going to get the player ratings. Okay, you know what? Keen. You you you've saved me a little bit here. I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah. So if anyone here is moaning saying player ratings, well, you know, you need to follow all aspects of Wolverhampton Wanderers covered by the Express and Star because. We're going to go through them now, if that's okay with you, Liam. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. And then you can have maybe a couple of lines, a couple of lines about them, yeah? Okay. Yeah, I won't, I won't uh, go too mad. Uh, in goal, Mr. Jose Saar. This is going to be really difficult doing it off the top of my head. Because yeah, I'm no, well, there you go, there you go. <laughs> uh, I will go Mr. Jose Saar. I'm going to go eight. Eight, yeah. What, one or two really good saves, I thought, in that yeah. game. Particularly the well, that that young lad who came on for young lad the header flicked across yeah, once one, a really good name stop. Now. Yeah, great save that one. Obviously he had the little uh, the little howler with uh, Richarlison, but in all, yeah. you know credit you know you've got to you know rough with the smooth. It was obviously a bad error, but he also mm. rectified the error as well because watching the replay, he got the hand to it before Cody got across. So yeah, he uh, you know he, he rectified his own mistake. Um, I think he's been great again, very solid, good distribution, a few good saves, pretty solid. Eight. Ryan Aitnuri. Ooh, I'm going to go eight again. Yeah. I'm going to go eight again. I really thought. like him. A couple Big of, fan. you know, I thought I thought he showed um, some decent work and, and positive signs at Leeds and I, I thought backed it up superbly on Monday night. Definitely. He, he, it's, I've got to, re- I really, really want to go, you know, proper fan uh, over the top here praising him. But, you know, I'll be as objective as I can, but, um, I've been really impressed. I thought he looked very good against uh, the the two Carabao Cup games, Forest and Spurs. Um, and what he's, you know, he's dealing with um, some defensive issues that he does have. You know, he's improving, but he, he dealt with Rafinha. I thought he did well again the other night. Um, obviously, Rafinha at Leeds the, the week before. But um, going forward, he had so he had a totally different dimension than Marcel just doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, he occupies that space, gets there so quickly as well. And when he's on the ball, he's dribbling's brilliant, a few steppers, a few tricks. Um, he reminds me of, you know, Ruben Vanagra going forward, arguably better. Um, so, uh, yeah, been very impressed. Uh, and, and also can take a corner as well, which, which yeah. is great. Which is yeah, great. It was, it was I mean, a good, good on, corner. On corner duty for uh, instead of Moutinho and, and, and look, Max Kilman goal, happy days, you know. So there you go, proof's in the pudding. Seis, uh, Roman Seis. Yeah, uh, pretty. I mean, obviously that one wrecking him didn't he in the first half where he played Damari Gray straight mm. through, um, which was a, a very silly error. But um, overall, I think he was fairly solid. Um, I think I'll go seven. I think he did well. You're not. You don't quite agree with me there. No, I'm doing Connor Cody. 
Oh, <laughs> I thought you were saying you weren't going to agree. <laughs> Cody, uh, seven again. Um, solid, no real, you know, big errors. Um, you know, marshaled the defence well, did well to come across with that, that uh, SAR mistake, no issues. Maximilian Kilman. I'm going back to number eight for Kilman. First goal for the club. Um, he's, I think he's, he, for me, he's been the player of the season so far. I think Is Maximilian Kilman, Liam, the, the first defender on the team sheet these days? Right now, yes, 100%. Ahead like, of I'm, everybody, I'm, every centre-back yeah. at the club. I wouldn't, wouldn't even hesitate with that. Because okay. you, you can't judge Bolly because we haven't seen him in the Premier League mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you, uh, you can't judge him. No. Uh, I think Cody and Sice, they've had, particularly Sice, have had a few games here and there where they haven't quite been at it. Brentford mm-hmm. for both of them. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, Kilman wasn't great against Brentford either. But... Um, Sice at Watford, for example, was a struggle. Cody's had, you know, Cody came on in the um, in the cup against Spurs and didn't do great. So there's been, you know, they've had one or two iffy games, but they've been fairly solid, particularly recently. I think Kilman, I think, virtually apart from Brentford, arguably, virtually has been solid all the way through. He's, uh, he's been reliable. He's on his opposite side, calm on the ball, brings the ball out really well as well. He carries it forward, um, takes all the pressure off uh, off Semedo defensively. Uh, I think and, and I think he's linking up quite well with him as well Nelson Semedo then Semedo had a better game um, Marks I'm out of s- 10 first please I'm s- Say again what? Marks out of 10 first please and then I'm somewhere between a 6 and a s- I'm going to go 6 Okay. I'm going to drop slightly um, I'm close to a 7 there with him because I do think he had a better game uh, I just want to see a bit more from him going forward mm-hmm. uh, I feel like a, a lot of the times he gets into those forward areas and then has a, a backwards pass yeah, I'd like a, an option inside him doing an overlap run and getting to some positions. Uh, the couple of times he did do it didn't quite work out, but um, yeah, still yeah, not bad at all. Jean Moutinho, Moutinho, Moutinho. Um, ooh, I'm I'm very close to an eight here, but I'm going to go seven. Mm-hmm. Just um, I thought I think his ball retention was much better this this uh, this game than it was in the last game. Um, and overall, I think because of how simplified his role has become now in, in the large system, you can see from these heat maps, he's always on the left side. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just makes life a lot more easy for me. And he gets around the pitch a bit, a bit better. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not breaking forward, but he's, you know, he does the, the hard yards pretty much along the, the middle, <laughs> virtually the whole way. You know, he's not, he's not at the other end as much, but I, I, think he, uh, I think he was good. He linked it well with Neves. Ruben Neves. Nine. Nine. Let's have it. M-O-M-O-T-N? Easily. Yeah. Easily man of the match. Unbelievable, um, Unbelievable. Genuinely unbelievable. I thought he was absolutely exceptional. Um, distribution on the ball, brilliant. Ball retention, brilliant. His uh, two or three wonderful tackles in the box, recovery tackles to help uh, his defence or, or wing-backs out. Um, everything about him. He, the way Bruno described it was he controlled the game, and that is... 100% accurate. He was the best player on the park for me. Controlled everything. Um, it was only a, it was only a shame that in the second half, you know, as a team, Wolves weren't able to find the forward passes as much in the right spaces, um, and that uh, and that meant you know Neves's work was was done at the other end in, in defence more so than the other way around. But uh, yeah, he was brilliant. Uh, Francisco Trincao. 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 I'm going to go six. Okay. Um, the first half for me had his he had his best game in a Wolves shirt. Mm-hmm. It, to be fair, it's probably Wolves' the best performance in the in the first half of the season so far. 
Um, second half, as I said, Everton changed their tactics slightly. They were pushing further forward and occupying those spaces out wide, and he didn't get the ball as much. When he did get it, get it, he was giving it away too easily, um, and then he missed that one big sitter. Uh, you know, arguably any of the other forwards would have finished that. Mm, Trial is debatable, I suppose. But, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> um, Atama's like, huh? But, you know, Huang, Huang, I mean, Neto, obviously, if he was fit. That's why you want Huang or, or Huang, Jimenez. Jimenez or Daniel yeah. Pedence. They would have finished that yeah. every day of the week. Yeah. Um, so, he had, to, he had to finish that. And for me, his head went a little bit after that, similar to the Newcastle game when he missed that sitter, mm-hmm. but that was in the first half. So, um, he's got to do slightly better, but I, I felt he, he had a very good first half, so it would have been better had he, you know, kept that up. Huang. Eight. Yeah. Eight again, I think. Duracell bunny he is, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he doesn't stop, does he? He doesn't He's stop. Got some wheels on him. Very unfortunate that he just straight offside. And he was yeah. offside, you know, it was, a, it was the right call, as yeah. frustrating as it is. Yeah. Um, but, he, yeah, it was very tight, just straight off. But the link-up for the goal was nice. Raul did, did great, obviously we'll come on to him, but um, he did great to, to set that up. Uh, a good finish, albeit, you know, maybe a tad bit of luck with his first effort bounced back to him. But... So aside from that, the work rate, the link up with uh, with Raul, he comes centrally and offers an option for Trincao coming inside on his left foot as a passing option. He comes back out and links up with Ain't Nori. He's got the whole game. He's unpredictable as well. He's got the whole game there. I, I think he's been brilliant. Yeah, he's locked down, locked down that role for me. I think. I yeah, think I, it's one, I, one of the rest. Yeah, it's the only game for me so far that I don't think he was very good in was That's Villa. Good. And that was and that was him playing the two. Don't remember that. Don't mm-hmm. forget that was a, a three five two. Yeah. Um, I thought he struggled. Ever, well, apart Jimenez. from that, he's been brilliant. Uh, Jimenez, um, probably his best game this season. Again, yeah, complete game. I think complete yeah. game exactly. Even um, the header that he missed, he, he didn't miss it by much. I think, and uh, no. it didn't look like it was bothering him too much. The, the no. headband. I think that's. I think over the course since since he kind of threw that 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 headband down in frustration, I feel that um, whether they, I know they've looked at different. Uh, designs and maybe he's changing it around and it was too heavy but I feel like he's he's now beginning to to know that he's got it to live with it and I feel like once he's once he's accepted that you're seeing the best in his play yeah definitely he um I, I'm gonna go eight again mm-hmm. um I, I'd be close to going nine but I think Nevers deserves the man of the match so I'm gonna leave him out uh, leave him on nine on his own. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Jimenez, you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, complete as a complete game, complete performance. That was his best of the season, mm-hmm. easily for me. Um, I his his coming short and link up play was much better. Holding the ball it was much better. He's always been good at that, but I think there's yeah. been a few games yeah. where he's looked slightly lightweight as he's getting back into the, the rigors of the Premier League. Everything there was perfect. Runs in behind were perfect. The link up with Huang was perfect, and then the goal was was you know. Instinctive, yeah. I mean, the finish was gorgeous. Awesome, awesome. Finish. Such a lovely finish. Um, yeah. But just the you know the instinct to to look at the goalkeeper, where his positioning, look at the pass, anticipate the ball, and get onto it in the first place was great. And then the finish, you know, topped it off. I thought he was brilliant. Um, and he he's making a real difference now as well. You look at his goals and assists in the last few games. Um, he's making a real difference to this Wolves team. I don't think it's any coincidence that Wolves are on a good run at the moment and he's in form uh, I don't think that's any coincidence at all and similar with, with Neves I think Neves when he's on song Wolves are on song for me I think they're, I think they're, the, the pair of them were brilliant 7th um, in the table Liam 7th ahead of Brighton Spurs Leicester uh, 1 point behind Man United and Arsenal you know, 4 points behind 3rd in Man City 
four wins out of five. Could have been five out of five. It's uh, it's looking pretty good, isn't it? It is, but Bruno still doesn't get onto the manager of the month shortlist, does he? No, I saw I your tweet about that. I, saw. I, I, I had to double take. And uh, I mean, Palace have only won one game this month, and they're in <laughs> one game. <laughs> okay, they won at Man City. It's not performance of the week. It's it's it's, it's, it's of October. I can't believe it. I know there's all the you know you don't want to get manager of the month the curse and all that kind of thing. But I mean, come on, like no, I, I, I agree. With it. It's he, embarrassing. It's very silly that he's not been added in there. Very silly, but. I'm with the Wolves fans. Oh, I don't care. Majority. I don't care. I'm Who not gives? Let, let him and Wolves go under the radar, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Don't let anyone you know be interested or, or be looking at them. Let them do their do their work quietly in the background and and force of, of a good position this season in the Premier League. I, I I couldn't care less if any national media, any pundits, anyone talks about Wolves between now and the end. Of, more because it, you know it lets me talk about them on my own, but <laughs> well, not quite on my own. You know what I mean. Um, but, you know, let them go under the radar. Let them do their thing in the background. Let Bruno be quiet and sit away and do what he needs to do. Obviously, talk to me when, you talk, when I'm asking a question. But apart from that, you know, just ignore everyone else and, and do your own thing. Who cares about Manager of the Month? And you know what? The curse is real, I'm telling you. The curse is the real. The curse right, is gonna, real. You, so name, name the winner of the month. Klopp, Tuchel, Moyes, Vieira, Nuno. Nuno? <laughs> Wait a second. Well, because he kept Ollie in a job. Oh, I tell you what. <laughs> Give us all a bit more a, banter for the next few weeks. It's a steady couple of months. It's a steady couple of Go months with a former Wolves boss. Do great things here, but I mean, this is a fall from grace, by the way. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but I'm just saying like, oh, can you imagine? Well, I can, have, I can think of seven and a half million reasons why, you know, why it's not a terrible, not, not a terrible uh, move for him this week. But still, I mean, goodness me. Look, goodness you give, me. Just, uh, just very briefly on it. Mm. You don't I, I don't. I can't blame him for taking the job. You know, Spurs are a, are a good club. You know, they've got great infrastructure. Uh, they've obviously got a good squad. I know they're struggling at the moment, but um, you can't blame him for taking the job. But you have to blame Spurs for giving him the job because, although I totally agree, he was brilliant. Uh, was one of the best managers for, well, certainly in my lifetime, the best manager for Wolves and, and arguably for a long time. Um, but it was not the right job for him. They they go from Mourinho. To Nuno, arguably, there's not much difference between the style. Um, it's very, very strange for me. I mean, I'll tell you what, Conte, how on earth they managed to get him. Mm. I, don't, I don't know how much they're paying him, but blimey, that is a wonderful appointment. I think oh, he's top draw manager for me. He's up, he's up there. He's uh, one of the best in the world for me. I think he's that good. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, well, they could have been, they could have been uh, facing Nuno this weekend, potentially, if things would work out differently. But but obviously not. We'll be previewing the Palace game in a bit, along with the return of Believe It or Not. Because people love it, Liam. People love it. People are stopping me in the streets, asking me, Believe It or Not, one of the best segments we've ever seen, we've ever heard of the podcast. So we'll be, we'll be bringing back Believe It or Not. But first, I want to talk to you about contracts, Liam. I want to talk to you about expiring contracts, uh, Four who are due to go in the summer, Marcel Saiz, John Ruddy and Mr. Jean Moutinho. Out of those four, Liam, which of those four can you see staying beyond the summer? Remember that they are all eligible to speak to other clubs uh, after, in January with six months left on their current deals. I can see... It, what I would do and what I can see is two different things. But what I can see would be Saiz and Moutinho staying yeah, I think. See, I would agree with you with size. I think that size will sign an extension, whether it's one or two years, and and that doesn't mean to say that they might not sell him. But of course, 
you know, as Wolves have done, it's, it means bigger transfer fees. And I think that's that's a natural thing. However, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a decent offer somewhere else as well. Remember, being a free agent, you get more more money. So I think it'll be an interesting one. I definitely think there'll be an offer on the table. But you think Moutinho at one more year, do you? I think so. Um, and you don't think you want to go back to Portugal? I, I, I'm going to line this up with what I would do as well. And from his performances so far this season, I right now would give him another year as well. But I, I think they will purely because of where Bruno sees him. Um, you know, we speak to Bruno about him, and you can see this in his team selection as well. You know, of the midfielders that have dropped out so far, it's been Neves in two games, uh, Southampton and Leeds away, who has dropped out for Dendonka. Moutinho has continued in the side. He massively, massively rates Moutinho. Um, and I can see why, because I, I think he's been very good this season, actually. Overall, I've been impressed. But um, Surely they're going to bring more midfielders in. Surely he's going to be yes. down that pecking order. It has to be. And we keep on yes. saying this, and he's not. And it's probably Jean Moutinho and Ruben Neves at the start of next season. I'd be, I'd be stunned if it is. But will he accept a bit part role? Will he accept being uh, the kind of, the kind of you know, old veteran who, who's helping development and still paying him and making him... He's probably the highest paid player at the club. I'm pretty sure he'll be up there. Um, with one of the two, you know, is he worth eighty, ninety, hundred thousand pounds a week? You know, in in a bit part role for a club. I think he's worth it um, because I think what he adds off the pitch as well as on it. I think his fitness has been very good as well. You know, he's always a reliable uh, performer. You have to add. You're right. You're totally right. You have to add in midfield. Um, they have to make additions there. But for the squad, I think he's in, I think he's invaluable at the moment. Um, Bruno thinks he can go for another four or five years. This is what he's told me. He thinks he can play for that long. Um, I'm not. Quite, I'm not quite sure. I agree because he's going to be edging forty by then. Um, but I think he's, he's, his longevity has been unbelievable up until this point. It really has. Uh, and I, I do think there's a role for him to play. Potentially even a you know a player coach type role. I know that's less done in the Premier League as it is lower down the divisions. Um, but I can certainly see him in that. And, and Bruno has also said that he you know. He's spoken to Moutinho about what he wants to do in the future, and he said that at some point he wants to he wants to be a manager. He wants to go in down that route. Mm-hmm. Surely, it's a great opportunity for him if it, if the opportunity arises for him to finish his playing days, or at least you know get to the last couple of years of his playing days yeah. at Wolves while learning some coaching experience as well. If if that opportunity was there, I, I think if if that came together and aligned, he's he, you know he's living here, he's comfortable, he's you know there's a lot of. Portuguese, uh, there's a big Portuguese contingent here. I don't see why why it wouldn't be an attractive proposition for him. Yeah, no, I mean I agree with you, Liam. I'm just playing devil's advocate, and trying to balance it from from both sides. But I think another another thing for for someone like Jean Moutinho, which is important, which maybe you know people might not think about straight away or immediately, is that he'll want to be playing top level football at least one more season because I'm sure he'll want to go to to Qatar in that World Cup in in, in mm. December. You know, and that will probably be, I'm sure, his, his swan song from Portugal and will retire after that. And I'm sure he'll have a... I mean, he's massively well-respected in the Portuguese national side, but I'm sure they'll still want him to be playing top-level football for him in order to go. So, you know, from that, would you change to for another club for the sake of, you know, putting that at risk potentially? I don't think so. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. I think he will... I think a lot of these will want to go to Qatar, especially being um, not at the end of the season and being, um, being during the winter... Um, that this will be this will be an important year for him to, to carry on and just and, and sign a, a one year extension. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point. I hadn't <clears> thought about that as well. And you know, how many caps he got now? He's 140 odd, isn't he? For uh, ridiculous, yeah, incredible number. Um, yeah, that's that's a very good point. I think um, 
the the consistency and you know again you mentioned top level you know he can't get any any higher than the Premier League um, that is going to give him the best possible chance of getting into that World Cup squad and I think um, you're, you're right he's going to want to play that before it's uh, it's his final opportunity that's uh, why they pay me the big bucks baby yeah you, there is a brain on that on in that in that head somewhere <laughs> talk about big bucks. Uh, the one person I left off this list because he has got 18 months uh, from January is Adama Traore. Now, I know we kind of come to this every single week in this contract, but look, time is ticking by. We're nearly in January. He has not signed a deal yet. He is not. He's not a mainstay in the side. You know, I mean, look, uh, Huang's ahead of him now in the pecking order. I think it's him, him and Raúl, and like I said to you before, what one other out of the next two or three? So. What happens in January if Wolves get a really good offer for Adama Traore? And, and will they will they even put him out there and float it in January? Because if you've got the likes of... And I just, we kind of had a bit of a brief chat about this in the week. But if you've got the likes of, of let's say, Newcastle United, uh, desperate, six, seven, eight points adrift at the bottom of the table, who are desperate to find players and will pay over the odds, or someone else, someone like a... You know, a Liverpool looking for a backup for Salah. They've done it on the left-hand side with Jota. Now, now the right-hand side, they didn't really get someone. If they're offering, you know, decent-sized money, and when I'm talking decent money, I'm talking maybe 30, 40 million pounds uh, for someone who you bought for 18 who's potentially not signing a deal yet. Do you say, okay, you can go. We've got Pedro Neto coming back. This might be the time where we, where we, where we, you know, cut you away and, and, and get a decent reward for you while we can. It's it's something that I I actually I battle with almost every week, thinking you know where does this future really lie? Because um, you look at some of the performances. I think the first three games he was pro- him and Kilman probably the two best players from those yeah. first three games. Since then, it's been very hit and miss. Hasn't yet got a goal or assist this season. Um, we're what a third of the way through the season, whatever it is. You know, it's um, it, he's got to do more. Bruno wants more from him. If we get into January and he hasn't signed a contract, I I start airing on the side of, uh, and I think I'm agreeing with you here, and tell me if I'm wrong, air on the side of, you know, if you get a good offer, you probably let him go. Mm-hmm. Because if if you're confident, you know, what we're being told at the moment is Pedro Neto, they're looking at mid-January to have him back, and that's yeah. it, back, and that's back playing, you know, after. Yeah, but that's come, back, back playing first-team action. He'll, yeah, be, he'll exactly. be back in training probably around Christmas time and, and, and three to four weeks to get him up to speed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, you know, if you get if they're confident he's going to come back in, of course, it's, you know, it's still a bit of a risk, but if they're still in the month of January, they can also rectify mm. that risk if anything goes wrong. Mm. Um, he, he comes back in, you know, hits the ground running or does well. They get an offer in. He hasn't signed a contract. With every month that goes by, with him not signing a contract, the the likelihood of them getting good money for him dwindles because you know it gets down to a year left, and all the the leverage is is out of Wolves' hands. Really, um, if a team comes in, offers fifty, let's let's say in January, I think you'd struggle struggle not to accept that. I think you might you could accept thirty five. I was just honest, about Liam. to say. I was just about to say. I think a lot less than that. You, you'd be looking at potentially accepting. Now, in the long run, you know, you you probably missed out on, on a few quid there because if he has three or four years on his contract, you're probably getting a bit more. Um, but you know, they paid eighteen for him. But if he's not going to be there, exactly, it's, 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 not, it's zero. 
Exactly. You know, zero because exactly. he could quite easily, you know, play out his contract and and knowing that wherever he goes next, as long as he stays fit, he's probably gonna he could get you know 150 percent of the wages that he, he could command rather than getting sold, you know, because 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 that's how that's how deals are done. So it's um, it's a really interesting one. At the same time, uh, like you say, it would be a gamble because you don't know how Pedro Neto is going to come back. You don't know he's going to be you know flying from the off and that it's going to be hopefully everything goes according to plan, but. But you don't know that. You don't. You don't know that. What I would say, let's hope Neto comes back and he's, he's the same kind of brilliant player that we saw, the best player in the side. I think we saw, you know, pre-injury. Um, if he does come back, then does that help maybe them keeping Pedro Neto? Because I'm not too sure if Pedro Neto finished the season, like, you know, like he was playing when I think he got injured at Fulham. It was uh, back end of back end of last season. Oh, was, oh, sorry, not back end, but it was it was quite a few games to go when he was out for the season. I don't know whether if he'd finished the season fit, whether he'd still be at this football club with a lot of the bids that would have come in in the summer. If they did sell Traore, bearing in mind, and we'll come on to Huang in a minute, and I'm sure they'll do that deal, but Huang's on loan, Trincao's on loan. If if they sell Adama Traore, you're not going to sell Pedro Neto as well, are you, in the summer? You're leaving yourself with nothing. So it might actually help. Maybe someone like uh, someone like Pedro Neto's long-term future at Wolves, if they did sell Adama Traore and got that money for him to to use elsewhere in the summer, I think that's or a good point. January. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great point, and and I think it's a no-brainer. As big a fan as I am of Traore, I am. I think he, I think what he offers is obviously so unique and so different. Albeit, he can be frustrating at times. Mm. Um, I think there's no doubt with any Wolves fan. I think it'd be a hundred percent of the vote that Pedro Neto is more important to the starting eleven when fit. Yeah, um, he looked unplayable last season. If he, you know, if it wasn't for him, mm-hmm. the season would have been even more drab than it than it was for mm, Wolves fans. Absolutely, um, he was brilliant. So, you know, again, you're taking a gamble. You know, it's a, a, an awkward injury to come back from, um, but hopefully, with his age and everything, you know, he will come back strong. But it's it does leave Wolves hopefully in a, a stronger position with Neto because you know, in terms of negotiating, they can't they can't afford. To let both of them go, really. No. Um, I know you could, unless they're going to make some huge signings, but it's unlikely, isn't it? And I know people will say, well, Maxim Maximan and, and Traore, you know, kind of two similar players. They probably won't go to Newcastle. I mean, you know, you can you can find room for both those players. I mean, it's not as if you know they're short on. I mean, there's probably two or three or four Premier League players in that squad. To be honest, for Newcastle, the rest of it's Championship fodder. <laughs> so I'm sure they can find find players. And look, you, you know, if you've got someone who would want to get. You know, ahead of their rivals, and maybe maybe instead of instead of Traore going in the summer, he goes in January. Then you might get a little tug of war for Traore. You know, you might get one or two bidding against each other, and that's that's the position you want to be in. So, look, I I like to see I'd like to see down Traore as much as possible in a Wolf shirt because I'm greedy. I want to see you know the best players, and when Traore is on, he is magnificent and he is unplayable. And I'm sure we'll see some great games from between now and the end of the season, or, or however long he's going to be a Wolves player. But there comes a point, doesn't there, Liam, where the, the performances are too too few and far between, and when you're not um, when when you're not producing consistently for this club, then your place is always at jeopardy, and, and so it has been. And so you know, Trincao, and we'll discuss in a little bit again about whether he will keep his place on on Saturday or not. But it's not as if he's he's lighting up every single game, is it? No, it's um, consistency has always been his problem. It's always been the problem. And for me, I think, regardless of who the player is, if you're off form, consistently off form, you shouldn't be in this. You shouldn't be starting. 
Um, there has to be a there has to come a point where a player is is, is almost punished for for underperforming. Um, He's shown glimpses in a few games. There was a, there was, a, there was a, that run at Villa, a couple of the opportunities at Villa, but on the whole, he didn't get at you know your likes of Matt Target as much as he should have done. Um, Leeds, he struggled. Um, probably his worst performance of the season, actually, at Leeds. So I thought he was he was anonymous. Um, mm. And then obviously he didn't play at all uh, against Everton. So um, it's interesting to see when it, when he does come back in. And I'll, I mean, we'll come on to Palace. I've got a feeling he might do. But what? Where where does the consistency lie with him is the question I I I ask because he looked at his best in a Wolf show when he was linking up with with Raúl mm-hmm. um, and we haven't seen that maybe it's coincided with him being in the team when Raúl wasn't quite on it yet yeah and now yeah. he is and now he is on it maybe you bring him back in and yeah, you know and it, and it works and maybe, you yeah. know that's a a possibility um, of course you know Raúl didn't start at, at Villa obviously after the international break so um, there's an opportunity there to to you know bring that partnership back together again and that you might see the best of him but um, I just don't think they're finding him in the right spaces uh, you know, he leads again for example he was picking the ball up turning and running into traffic and losing it in you know in the centre circle um, uh, getting nowhere near causing them defensive issues and that's and that's where he's best he needs to he needs time he needs to turn he needs to see everything in front of him and then that's where he does his it, that's where he creates the uh, the best situations mm-hmm. when he runs at players it's not it's not happening Look, I'd like to see a front three of Traore, Neto and Jimenez or, you know, what something with Traore in there. I mean, you know, Huang obviously is, is, is going to be an integral part there. But, you know, you put Pedence in there and you put Trincao in there. You've got loads of options and it'd be great if, let's say, you know, Traore doesn't go and you've got those options all fit and firing with when the nitty gritty starts towards the end of the season. And if you're, if you can be, I'm not saying seventh as they are now, but if you can be in that top eight, top nine, and you've got all these players back with 10 games to go. I mean, goodness me, they could really go for something here. They could really do something special. They could do. Keeping them fit the, yeah. the key, isn't it? Because obviously the squad's not big. But if they have a little bit of luck, keep them fit, have Neto back in, he hits some form. Maybe even Johnny comes in and, 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 and does well. Obviously, there's always a, a concern after two big injuries in a row. But if he can um, if he can come in and do that as well, you know, they, they, they have got good options there. I mean, imagine they keep hold of Traore. He hits a bit of form. They get Neto yeah. back in, adds, adds extra competition. He comes back in, has a, a good few cameos off the bench. Renato well, Sanchez in the hole? I'll tell you what. If he's carrying the ball forward into that final third and opening opening the play up, he carries the ball f- forward exactly the way a Wolves, Wolves need a midfielder to do. They don't have a midfielder who does it. And that's not criticising those three midfielders they've got because they're good at what they do you know, as the players they are. But he does something that those don't, those midfielders don't do, and something the Wolves need, and they've needed for probably two years. Mm. Um, they need a player to carry the ball forward because there was that argument at one point, wasn't there, that Wolves needed a, a proper number ten? Yeah, I never bought that. I, I, I'm, if, if someone can find a clip of me saying it, don't show me because I don't believe it anymore. But I, I, uh, I don't, I don't buy that. They need a, a no, proper number eight, someone who's going to get box to box, someone who's going to break forward through the, those lines and, and get into the box. Then Donker's the closest we have to that in, out of the three midfielders, but that's you know he's he's better as a six really. Um, you know he, he played centre back before as well. He, he's not an eight. He's not a player who drives beyond those uh, that final into the final third beyond the final line and gets onto balls. He does do it when he has to do it because he's the best of at that of those three. But for me, they need a player who can really do it. And Sanchez is that player. There are obviously other players as well, of course. We've discussed. Um... We discussed, I think, at length in the podcast before about about them looking to to sign Chan in January. I mean, there's reports that came out this week, but 
it's kind of old news really that I think that we'll be surprised if they didn't look to get a deal done Wolves have done it before where they sign a player even though it's you know they can wait till wait till the summer but get them on board get that feel good factor get them across the line get you know get a long term contract is, is that the case do you think that they will be looking to to get to get Huang across the line pretty quickly and just get him all signed sealed and delivered yeah that's that's what I'm hearing as well it's um, they want to I think the way I'll phrase it is this they're hopeful that they'll be able to get it done in January and get it done early. Um, obviously, there was the, there's the option um, in the in the deal uh, in the in the in the loan deal to do it uh, for around about 14 is the number. It's yeah. in that it's in that region. Um, 14 million that is not 14 quid. <laughs> Be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, but there's no surprise for me. Uh, and obviously, Bruno has already said that he wants to keep hold of him. There's no surprise for me that Wolves are looking to do it early because I think he's been very very good. Um, he's a lot of people have said it and I will draw the same comparison that he does remind me of Diogo Jota um, that he's not exactly the same but there's the way he carries the ball his work rate his finishing there are some very clear similarities between the two um, and he, he's almost filling that Jota shaped hole that no player was really filled since mm-hmm. he left arguably Neto's come the closest but I think he's a, a different sort of player um, and I think he's been very good and, and the club are very pleased with him Bruno's very pleased with him he seems happy. Um, and bear in mind, you know, he's hitting goals as well. Whereas mm-hmm. last year for Leipzig, um, I'm trying to think. I don't think he scored, actually, all season. I might be wrong. Off the top of my head, I don't think he no, did. He didn't. Uh, no, he didn't. No, no, no. I thought I had that right. Um, didn't score. He was, you know, he had very limited starts. He also had COVID at one point, which meant he, um, which meant he, you know, struggling to come back from, uh, struggling to come back from, the effects of that and everything that sort of hampered him but uh, yeah it's it's been a, an inspired signing he's done very well and I think you know if they can bring him in for that, that price I think it'd be great business yeah it just, it just ticks so many boxes the price is great um, the fact that he's playing football the fact that he's scoring goals you've got the commercial side of things with South Korea and I'm sure that, you know obviously that, that, that's a that's an important part of it um, he's, he's without dra- without doubt a mainstay in this side and also he's enjoying his football you know the fans love him He, I think he genuinely loves being here and Wolves have shown faith in him so I think it's a great deal to get done and when a player's happy and, and they're playing well they're, they're inclined to sign as well they want to sign as soon as possible um, they're in an environment that they that they are doing very well in and they want to continue that so it just, it just makes a it makes sense all round. Sanchez, you feel that, that there will definitely be an inquiry and that they'll look to resurrect that deal or, or something similar to that yeah, I think so. The the um, him and Botman are going to be on the radar. Is is the way I describe it? Uh, they're you know they're certainly going to be uh, players they'll look at. Um, and I think they'd be good, they'd be good options as well. But you know Wolves are going to are going to assess their options. Uh, Bruno wants to wants to add to the team. He obviously wanted to do that more in the in the summer. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see how we get on. The team needs additions. They need, the squad needs additions. Midfielder, centre back, I think would be ideal. Um, if you just got those two, not necessarily those two players, but those two positions. Uh, or if it was those two players, it'd be great. But those two positions in particular, uh, I think that'd be a pretty successful, uh, a pretty successful January. I think. Believe it or not, Liam, Raúl Jiménez scores thirteen Premier League goals or more this season. He's on two. Uh, I believe it. Believe it. Yeah, another I'm eleven saying. to come. Yeah, I think so. He's going to hit his. Uh, he's going to hit his form. Hit his straps. Uh, yeah, he's, he's going to do it. Believe it or not, Liam, Adama Traore signs a new Wolves deal. 
and I ask you this every week, but I'm just trying to see if, you, if you've changed. You've been, you've been quite adamant that you will do. Uh, believe it or not. I'm, I'm going to stay believe it for now, but okay. I'm slowly going the other direction. Oh, believe it or not, Morgan Gibbs White makes 20 more starts for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Not. No. Starts, no. Maybe 20 more appearances, but starts, no. No, not 20 more starts for Wolverhampton Wanderers. So you think that he's going to get flogged then, basically? I think so. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't see how it's going to. I know he's still only 21. It's possible, but I don't. I don't see how it's going to work. Yet. Scored again for Sheffield United last night. Do you he feel did. that? I mean, I. I don't think they'll recall him in January. I really don't. No, I don't. I, I'd be surprised. I think go and play the whole season. Make a name for yourself, and then we'll reassess in the summer to see what our recruitment's like. You know where you're standing, what your thoughts are, and if he's had a really good season, you know his value is only going to go up. His value could double between now and the end of the season, depending on how he does in this championship. I think because there's always going to be clubs, whether you know coming into the Premier League or you know championship sides who are looking for a, an absolute you know star in a, in a promotion run that will be able to, aiming to pay decent money for that, especially if they're available in English and and young and, and are going to be you know ready to sign a long term deal. So the value is going to hold. He's he's definitely an attractive prospect for a lot of different clubs. I, I think so. He um you know you look, he, you look at the types of clubs that you know yo yo him. Between Championship and Premier League, Fulham's, Bournemouth's, mm-hmm. uh, West Brom, <clears throat> um, those, those kind of clubs. Uh, I think they're the kind of teams that are going to be after him um, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, Sheffield not, not you know aren't doing great at the moment. But mm-hmm. um, and I mentioned this to you before, and I, I, I don't think now. I don't think this is what I'm about to say. I don't think now. Um, but I think I think potentially you could get twenty odd million for him. No, I still think yeah. that's too much, Liam. You said twenty-five on Tuesday. You've gone down no, five I never, million. I never said that. You said twenty-five million pounds. I don't think you'll get twenty million, mate. I don't. I think you're more. I think you can half it a little bit, but we'll see. We well, see. See how he does. See how he does. See how he does between now and the end of the season. If he, if he, if he does a Harvey Barnes and and, and he you know scores ten fifteen goals, then then maybe and Sheffield United, you know, halfway up the table, then maybe, but. I think twenty millions are a lot. We're talking about Adama Traore essentially being sold. I know in a different situation for maybe twenty million plus, twenty five million plus. And Morgan gives why? I don't know. We'll see. We'll I th- see. I, only because you know you look at. Um, I know. I know. The fact I he's know. English, the, the type of player he is. I think he's borderline bottom end Premier League, top end Championship at the moment. His age. I, I think club could be tempted to to pay around that. Not right now. I think mm. if he has a, a good rest of the season, maybe even beyond this season, after that, Wolves might might make some decent money on him. I do think so. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, an, it's an interesting one. It really is. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what... I just think... I, I, I do agree with you, though, that I think that it might be a wait and see for the summer and see see where they are. Because at the end of the day, if you want, if you want a player, you want the player to be involved in playing for your club, you want to be there, don't you? You want to be there. And sometimes Morgan's been guilty, I guess, of not wanting to be here, I guess, or or you know, turning the shoulder. So it'll be interesting to see if he if he sees his future at Wolverhampton Wanderers as much as Wolves do, you know. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, Bruno, from what he said, Morgan's desire to to play regularly was a, a big part in him going online. Uh, Bruno mm-hmm. wanted to keep him. The club were also, uh, according to Bruno, anyway, you know, keen on on him getting some game time as well. Um, so the decision was made to to let him go out, uh, and, and you know you look at the the Wolf squad. He would he'd have been on the you know he'd have been in the squad, been on the bench. He, he wouldn't have started many games so far. The may thing not, is, Liam, off the bench much either. Where I, where, where you, know, so you say he's probably worth twenty million pounds at the end of the summer. What do you think Max Kilman's worth now? 
he's probably what, what will a club what will a club be wait, willing to pay for Max Kilman? Right now, he's probably worth around that. You look at, and that's what I'm saying. 12, like Max Kilman and Morgan White are completely different gravy for me. Yeah, no, you know, yeah, no, I agree. Light years ahead of, of, of where Morgan White is developmental level at the moment with what he's doing. You know, and the prem, he's playing in the Premier League. It's outstanding week after week after week. He's now scoring goals. He's potentially. I mean, look, the England England squad's in 15, 20 minutes. I don't think he'll make it, but I think he's going to be. He'll definitely be in the thoughts of people because people are looking at him. And, and yeah, I don't think his intrinsic value is probably. It's probably you know twenty million pounds at this moment in time. So I have a hard time believing that Morgan Gibbs White, after a successful season in the lower tier, would be worth twenty million pounds. Yeah, no, yeah. When you do that comparison, yeah, it makes sense. I think for me, Kilman is. Um, I think give it twelve, eighteen months. Mm. Um, you know, I don't think he's. I don't think he'd be far off a Ben White. Yeah, like, yeah. genuinely, I, yeah. I think Ben White. You know, slightly ahead of him. You know, he's had England experience and. Uh, a few more years consistently in the top flight um, but I think give it that amount of time I don't think he's far off him and they're the same age as well I believe they're both 24 aren't they so um, I don't think he's far off him uh, genuinely I think he, he could be a 40-50 million pound player for Wolves um, and you're right you talk about his intrinsic value I think that right now it's, it's definitely higher than probably his market value for Wolves he's, he's, uh, he's invaluable in that squad at the moment Believe it or not Bruno is greater than Nuno Oh that's a tough one <laughs> That is a tough one. Um, based on the fact that, you know, Nuno had four years, four very successful years, well, three <laughs> three successful years, um, and Bruno's had a few months, I have to go Nuno, so I'll say not for now. Um, Bel- but it on. there's potential go on, there. Go on, there's go poten- on, there's potential there. I, I think, there you know, is. what Bruno's doing with largely the same squad um, has been has been impressive in some games. There's obviously there's always, always been question marks, but I think there's potential there. Yeah, I was, I was being mean to you there, hanging out to drive yeah, that one. Yeah, it's, it's a lose-lose, it was. Um, believe it or not, Liam will one day shoot less than a 10 on a par 4. Um, I, I, I did. I, I got a 9 on one of them, I think. I got an 8 on another. Uh, dear. I'm not yeah, sure what par three. Were, but No, no, they weren't par 3s. I think they were 4s. Oh dear, it was fun, it was fun. Um, believe it Shock or not, Liam, me. with every everyone fit at the club, Ryan Agnori is the best left wing back. Left wing back is Ryan Agnori the best left wing back for Wolves? Everyone fit at the club? Mm-hmm. No chance. Okay. Johnny Castro Otto is the man. If they play in a back three or a back five, Otto is your first aim in your team sheet, yeah? In a, in a, in a, in a wing back role. Whether you play wing back, left back, Okay. Either for me, he's 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 number one still. Um, if we're talking about specifically win back, eight Nori is ahead of Marcel. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, finally, Wolves. Believe it or not, Wolves will finish in the top ten this season. Oh, that's a really tough one because I've I've stood by all the way up until this point that I mm. think they'll be somewhere around the twelfth mark. Mm. Um, they've given us reasons right now to believe that they may not, but. It's very tight still in the it Premier is. League, and it won't and it won't really open up probably until the new year. Um, so I'm going to say not. I'm going to stick by my prediction for now, um, but I do think they're capable of doing top ten. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, should we move on to some questions? Let's do it. That's okay. Uh, first of all, a word from our sponsors. Of course, we love adoption at heart. Uh, thinking of adoption, we have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the Black Country. 
Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates or book your place and call 01902 553818. Okay, okay, here we go. Well, very, very quickly. Would you like mm. a little bit of breaking news? Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, it's not really much of a surprise, but we've got the Portugal squads announced. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Fabio Silva makes the under-21s. Uh, there you go again. Which he has done mm-hmm. previously. Uh, and in the senior team... Um, Jose Sarr? Sadly not. Oh. Um, the three goalkeepers, uh, Lopez, Costa and Patricio, I'm afraid. <laughs> I don't, I don't be honest with you, Diogo Costa, off the top of my head, I don't actually know who that is. <laughs> That's, and I'm, I'm quite good with my you know, European football knowledge. I, off the top of my head, I don't even know who he is. I know who Lopez is, but anyway... Um, so you now, when you sign for Wolves, there's an automatic ticket to the Portugal <laughs> national squad. Very quickly on Saar, yeah. I I think he's been brilliant. I don't. He's been, I think he's been called up to the squad once, but didn't get a game. So yeah, have, I, think so. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, for me, I, I, he can't be far off soon. I think he's been brilliant. I, I, you know, I've not watched the others mm. play as much, but I think he's been very good. But anyway. So who's going then? Is it your regulars? Is it? So we got Semedo has made it. Mm. Who, who didn't make the last one, but was no, called up a, a, yeah. as a replacement for. Um, Trincao. Uh, mm-hmm. So Smedo makes it. Uh, Neves makes it. Mm-hmm. Mitinho makes it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. No Trincao. No Trincao. No Trincao. Interesting. Okay. Not, not really a surprise, really. Uh, no. Uh, Richie says, after a few matches, Huang and Jimenez are linking up really, playing really nicely together. Why do you think it's only taken a short time for them to click? And does it have the foundations for a permanent partnership, especially if we move to a 4-4-2? Yeah, it's difficult to um, to put a finger on it really because it's uh, sometimes you know players just very quickly understand each other and their game. Um, I think Huang has probably played with similar players to Jimenez in the past, and, and vice versa. I, I've said Huang is similar to Jota in some ways. I think there's some arguments you can make, and I, I, this sounds a little bit outlandish when I say it. But I think there's some arguments to make that there's certain qualities Jimenez has that is similar to Haaland. Um, who who he played with at uh, at Salzburg, so I think they play with similar players. And I think just in terms of the style, they they, they just they just get each other. Uh, has it got the potential to be a, a great partnership? Yeah, I think it's already on its way to to being that. It's um it's getting there. Uh, they they the way that Jimenez can you know do these little flicks in the box and and he knows instinctively where Huang's going to be, uh, and also almost vice versa as well. That is uh it's a good sign. And they're doing that early. It'll only get better. How soon is too soon, soon to start watching Christmas films? And which one is the first one you watch, says Pucker? Um, I sort of have an unwritten rule with like Christmas songs and films and stuff. I, December 1st, I sort of go for it from there. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I love Christmas. I'm, Halloween, couldn't, get, couldn't care less. Douche. Uh, I said this before, but Christmas, I love it. So, so Christmas is great. Um, movie? What's your, what's your movie. number one go-to? My number one as a kid was always A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Yes! Good lad. Muppets Haunted so, Mansion, very good by the way, if you haven't if you haven't seen it. Never seen it. Night, it was very good, but uh, Christmas Carol, Muppets Christmas Carol, up there, definitely. Elf's pretty good as well. What? 
Alf's pretty good. Oh, Elf. I thought you said yeah. Alf. I was like, isn't, isn't that the alien realm? <laughs> no, Elf. Thing? Elf. Um, yeah, Elf's okay. It's okay. Um, Home Alone for me is just an absolute classic. Yeah, and and yeah. Home Alone 2. Die um, Hard? No, not a Christmas film. <laughs> um, Nightmare Before Christmas, I'm a big fan of. Uh, but yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol, I think, is a, is, is definitely acceptable name. Good, you've done well there. Very, very uh, quickly, fav- uh, best Christmas song as well, gone. Favourite Christmas song. Oh, goodness me. Um, Mine's easy, I've got it straight away. East 17, Stay Another Day. It's good. That's, that's, a, that's a good choice. Yeah, I'll thank you. you. Mine's, thank e- you. E- mine's easy. Go on. Fairy Tale of New York. What's that? How does that go? What do you mean, Fairy Tale? Can I play it on here or are we going to get done for copyright? Uh, you might get done for copyright. Just sing it. <laughs> I can't, I can't <laughs> think yourself what the here. You've killed yourself what, here. I can't think what the words are. Oh, wow. It must be a good wait, one then. Wait, must, wait. Must, Surely we can get away with uh, fair dealing. We can get away with like 10 seconds. Quickly. Right, it's coming on. You know this one, surely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, it doesn't do much for me, that one. It sounds a yeah. Right, I'll stop it there. I'll stop it, it there. Sounds like a bit like old Lang Syne to me. That it, it's, know, it's when it bit... it's when it kicks in and it's got all the like the folk music in it. It reminds me yeah. of like my Irish roots. Is what it reminds me. Oh, of. Oh, your so, Irish roots. So I know you know what. I'm going to get sentimental for a second. It makes me think of family. You got a bit of ginger roots, my, have you? My uh, granddad Jeremiah Keane. No, no, Springfield. It, it wasn't even Keane. It wasn't even Keane. I've just got it wrong. It's my mum's side. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Mullins. Uh, that was the, that's my mum's blade name. Okay. Um, it was uh, from Cork. My family's from Cork. Oh, so really? Okay. It, uh, yeah, it, remi- it reminds me of him and it reminds me of the, uh, my Irish roots. And uh, you know what? I'm going to get emotional, Judah. Let's move on. No, wow. What's the relationship between Wolverhampton Wanderers and Cork? Quickly. There's definitely a player that's. Uh, I'm trying to think who it is. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I was actually going to say they were pre season in Cork uh, about four or five oh, years yeah, ago. Right. No, there's Just definitely a player that was born. There is, there is. Um, it was, is it, was it Doc? It was either Doc, was it for Kevin Foley or something like that? I'm yeah, trying to think who it was. was. Cork. Yeah, you might be right, you might be right. That, that, that's one that's one that's going to tease you. Um, sorry we're running over, by the way, but you know, it's all good stuff. What's your plan for Bonfire Night, says Matty? <sighs> Well, you get sparkly. Going to write your name in it's, the um, it's in the, the fifth, it's tomorrow, is it? The fifth, was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm at the Wolves Albion under twenty three game. Oh, look at that! <laughs> look at see that's dedication. No messing around, mate. That is absolute dedication. I think I'm covering Villa. Oh, that's sad. Oh! <laughs> I've got both got great. Uh, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Just, just. I, I'm not really. Like I said, I put, put tweet out today. Just make sure you look after your pets because some of them it's, it's a horrible at the time of the year, honestly. So make sure you look after them. Um, keep them. Don't go out. Don't go out, peeps. If you've got lovely dogs, they're the most important things. Um, John Clark says Kilman and Samedo seem to have a good partnership, which is bringing out the best in both of them, in my opinion. Mm, completely disagree with that slightly. But um, uh, if we sign a centre back in January, would you change to a four? At the back, or or replace Saiz, keeping codes and Maximilian. Um, it depends on who the, the signing is and and when the sort of depth they've got there. Because I think the three right now is sort of working. Um, so I'd be more inclined potentially to move Kilman over to the left side and drop size as as as, uh, as you said. Uh, I'd, yeah, be more inclined to do that. I think. Although you know, Kilman's done very well on the right, so maybe maybe keep him in. Mm. 
Uh, okay, sorry, you just caught me unawares there looking at other stuff. Uh, Paul Mansell <laughs> says, did you see the backroom staff try to make Kilman do an interview with Sky after the Everton game? He was having none of it and ran down the tunnel. As much as we love hearing from Connor, it would be nice to hear from Kilman too, wouldn't it? Yeah, did Connor do after that game? I thought it was all Rowell that did Sky. Maybe Connor did as well, I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, obviously, I, I did I did a chat with Kilman um, after the Newcastle game, I think it was, um, and he was great. You know, he was um, you know he spoke very well, and uh, I think it helps that it was over the because we we did it over the phone um, through one of the press officers. I think it helped that it was that, and it, you know, there's not a camera in his face because uh, he is quite a quiet character. You know, he sort of quietly and you know, he's very professional, just gets on with it in the background. Um, he doesn't really want to be the centre of attention. He's got to find a, a balance, I think, because you've you've got to, you know, his own individual purposes as well. You've got to be able to market yourself a little bit, um, you know, get yourself out there. That's always going to help your career, I think, um, if you do it in the right way. But at the same time, you also want a player who is focused on being a footballer at the, at the end of the day. You know, they're not, um, they're, that's their first job more than mm-hmm. being a personality. So um, I don't I don't actually dislike that he didn't want to do it. Um I think he's got to do it at the right times, and, and maybe that was, you know, scoring the first goal. But I don't dislike the fact that he he chose not to. I think he's just got to find that right balance. And I think, particularly on camera, from what I've what I've heard, I think he struggles a little bit with that because he's he is quite a sort of quiet, reserved character. Whereas yeah. over the phone with me, that was as I said, it was was pretty good. So um, just find that, just find the, the balance. I think. Uh, Nag says, "How much? How great was it to have the Wolves women's shirt launched last night at the Megastore? Shirt looks much better than the men's due to the sponsor logo." Yeah, unfortunately, I uh, I couldn't make it. I was really quite disappointed. But I, uh, our friend of the podcast, Joe Edwards, was able to take my place um, and went down. So we will have some stuff on that. But um, yeah, I, I've spoken to him in in the office today about it, and obviously seen all the stuff that was put online. And it um, it is nice because you know these women have gone from wearing you know essentially men's shirts that don't fit them uh, or not having training gear or whatever to having you know now their own. Uh, their own kit with their own sponsors, um, replica shirts of those as well for fans in men's and women's sizes. Um, I think I think it's great. It's, it's, it can only be good for the women's game, which is ever growing at the moment. So uh, so yeah, it's, it's it's good. And obviously they're doing well on the pitch as well. So you can't yeah. you can't complain. Here, uh, Alex Birch kind of answered your question. Sam Findell says, "Do you think the fact Nuno is gone from Spurs may have mentally taken a weight off both Bruno and the players? They may not think they have to hold back and play his system, as it is proven to no longer be effective." Um, word that to me again. I'm, I'm quite sure what they're trying to get out with this question. So do you think the fact that Nuno is gone from Spurs may have mentally taken a weight off both Bruno and the players? I guess just having Nuno at the club, you know, an ex-manager doing so well, and now he's. Kind of got a bit of a shadow. Is there, was there always a, a Nuno shadow still at the club, um, and not now he's really. out of the league. That maybe they can express themselves a bit more. I, I, not really. I think um, I can understand where the question's coming from, but I, I think you're probably reading too much into it. There, I don't think they really care. You know, they they obviously had a lot of good memories with Nuno. And the players, many of them, will still be very friendly with him with him when they see him, and, and they were when Spurs were at Molineux. But um, you know, it's it's not. It's not their place or their job to be worrying about what he, what he's doing over at, at Spurs or whether he's in the league or not. Um, you know, he, you never know what happens in football. He, next week he might rock a bit Everton. <laughs> you know, they might suck Benitez and he'll be there. You know, mm-hmm. anything anything can happen. So um, I don't th- I don't think they really care. To, and I don't think there's much of a shadow there. Bruno's doing his own thing. Ben, uh, we'll kind of answer, ben Smith will kind of answer your question. Um, 
Aaron Wright says, given the amount of space Semedo gets down the right, could we ever see Traore as a right wing-back experiment revived under Bruno, or has that ship sailed? I think that ship sailed for me. I, yeah, I don't... I, yeah, he, you know, Semedo does get some space, you're right, um, and I think he needs to do more with it. But then you also see how teams adapt, like, like Everton did on Monday, and, uh, and Semedo didn't have that opportunity. So um, are we going to be... Are we going to expect Traore to sit in in a block of five and defend for a you know forty five minutes of money, it's not going to happen. Mm. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't do it in right wing, <laughs> arguably. So he's not going to do it as right wing back. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, that ship self. I don't. I don't think it's going to work. Uh, Angela says, kind of questions the ethics of using a betting sponsor for the club, given how many fans get into massive debt through gambling, becoming addicted, and sadly, uh, some have taken their own lives. Is it appropriate? I mean, I don't think it's a question just for Wolves, but I think ethically, through I think maybe oh, nearly over half the. Uh, the sponsors in the Premier League are now betting, uh, betting companies. I think I, I believe it. I believe I'm right in saying that it's being looked at. I think overall uh, from a from a governing body and whether that that, that might be banned going forward or not. But um, I think you're right, Angela. I think from from my point of view, I don't think you should have betting logos and people can, people can make their own choices. But I think when it's in, you know, emblazoned on on main badges and and kids and and, and adults alike are buying these kind of tops and promoting it. You know they don't have cigarettes on their top, so they're not, they're not sponsoring Marlboro or Silk Cut or whatever these days. So I think that in some ways betting can be just like that. I totally agree. I've um, you're right. It's not really a, a question for Wolves. It's a question for the governing bodies overall. You know they've got a. I I I I'll go as far as saying as well. You know they can't have adverts on past maybe a certain time. Although I think they did make a change recently on that, didn't they? But um, yeah, I totally agree. It's a little bit close for home actually. I've got a. a Good friend of mine who I obviously won't name who's who's struggling with that that problem. So I've um, you know it's uh, it is a real issue that people have, and particularly people who uh, follow a club religiously, um, like my friend does as well. That you just get sucked into it, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're in you're in debt. So um, yeah, they, something needs to be done about that. And you made a, a good point there about kids as well. You know they're buying. Uh, I know the the Wolves kits are still silver, but but it's you know they're they're buying. In general, they're still seeing it, aren't they? You know, they're seeing walking around the kit, seeing yeah, people, yeah. and yeah, it's, it's everywhere. So they, they need, there needs to be a change there because it's too easily accessible. I think. Steve says, "Do you think that the Bruno is too slow to react to changing situations on the pitch with regard to late substitute decisions? Can't knock the run, but maybe if some changes had been made earlier, then there could have been an, another five points in the bag." Yeah, uh, potentially. Yeah, if you look at the story on the website today, um, there's a bit in there from from Bruno talking in response to a question I put to him about um, you know fans concerned that substitutions are coming a bit late um, you know I think it's been obvious in a, a few games that they needed Dendonka as well as the other two midfielders uh, to, com- to come on or they um, they need to see a game out a bit uh, a bit easier um, I think it's more the, the, the timings you know, Bruno tends to wait until 70, 75, 80 before he makes some changes and it, it seems a bit late sometimes um, his response really was that, you know, there's a lot of small factors that fans don't take into account that he has to he has to look at. You know, he used an example of set pieces. Sometimes he thinks it might be a good opportunity to bring Raoul off, but then he's so good at defending at set pieces that you need you need him there to to help because you can't expect Daniel Pedence to you know to be jumping up and winning headers. So um, you can see you can see where he's coming from. I think it's um, he just very carefully considers. All the changes. I think that's why the time almost runs away with itself, and before before he makes a change. Um, and then he also made the point as well that against Leeds he wanted to bring on um, Dendonka to have three midfield, 
but Moutinho had to come off with cramp. He then wanted to bring Trincao on to sort of hold the ball up out wide a bit better, and then Aitnori had to come off uh, with cramp. So um, he wanted to make other changes, and he was forced into different ones. So it's uh, small things that happen in the game that uh, that change the you know the scenario. Finally, from Adam Poe, Nando's or Grillit? I don't even know what that. What, I don't even know what it is. Never what, heard what's of it. Grilly? I've never heard of that. So. I've never heard of it. I just thought it was something, some kind of like West Midlands thing. Let's have a look. Mm, no chance. But oh, have, you ever, have you ever been to the Black Country Museum? I haven't actually. Uh, I, I should really. I'm, a, I'm looking at Christmas events or Christmas activities to do, and I feel like don't they do like a Christmassy kind of thing where it snows? Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, I'm sure they probably do. I might do it as well. Maybe should yeah. we make it a double day? A little day out, mate. A little day out. <laughs> uh, Grill at Stafford Road. Uh, I guess it's some sort of Nando's rip-off, is it? I assume. I don't, I don't tend to drive down the uh, down the Stafford Road often. No, so mate, I, no. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have seen it. No, not feeling it. Nando's well, all the way. By the way, on, the, on the topic of Nando's, did you ever get the uh, the old Perry Flamer, mate? Sort oh, of I forgot about that. I actually went uh, recently as well. Oh, Liam King. After the um, after the Leeds game, you know, I was I had a, went out with a couple of mates, and the next day on the Sunday we went for Nando's. I, sh- I didn't even think about that. It could have been the big, you could have met a Perry Flamer, the big guy, what? And you go, yeah, Perry Flamer, please. There you go, mate, next time. Maybe this week. Oh, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be a little nervous, you know, in case they were like, what are you want to <laughs> No, mate, they know what they know what the crack is, mate. Don't you get me, don't, don't, don't worry. You will be the Don if you ask for a Perry Flamer. <laughs> I'm scared. Someone, someone, <laughs> this, go there now, go there tonight, walk in there, you'll, you'll, you'll feel ten foot tall when you ask for a Perry Flamer, and everybody will look at you going, whoa, look Can't at that Can't get chap on that BJJ again. Oh, God. Not, this is going to be one one podcast without karate or wrestling, whatever you do, mate. Jiu-jitsu. You know what it is. I've got no idea. Um, right. We are running over, but I don't care because it's been a fun show. Crystal Palace away Saturday. One of the worst grounds to get to. Always pisses <laughs> down. Rain. Miserable. Please don't rain. I'm going to check the forecast now. Please say it's not going to rain. It always rains there, mate. I know it's your first... Um, First trip to Sellers Park. It's not. It's not oh, my it first not? trip. No, no, no. As it's media. It's first trip as media. Yes, yeah, okay. I, I went there as a, a fan in the what two seasons ago. It was the one when Jota scored a 90th minute equaliser, one one there. Oh, it's uh, due not to rain at the moment. Oh, I hope not, because it's funny you say that. Because I was speaking to uh, our uh, sports desk colleague Nick Elwell. He's a Wolves fan. He's mm. been to. He said every time he's been to Salas Park, it's rained. The one time yeah. I went as a fan, it was raining. Oh, it's pouring uh, down that day. I can remember that day. I think. Did I ever interview you as a fan, Liam, outside no, on the ground? No, 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 no. You never did that with me. Did you ever see? Did I, don't, I never? I never actually even saw you out there, to be honest. Because I, I, I tell you what, it's it's hard for me to interview these days. Like, I'm going to the South Bank. Normally, they're great. People are just walking past me, like the amount of people I have to ask, even after wins. Now, I think I'm going to change to the North Bank, and I'm going to have to make a. Make a quick decision. Oh, if you're listening to this, come and see me. Come and say, come up to me. Don't let me come up to you. Come up to I'll do. I'll do a piece, which is great. That's what I want. Away fans is a lot easier. Home fans sometimes it's a bit difficult, mate. So hopefully at Palace, if you see me, if I had a good result or a bad one, just tap me on the shoulder, and and all I need is sixty to ninety seconds. That's all I need. That's all I need. Um, yeah, not supposed to rain, but yeah, the press is interesting, mate. It's an interesting ground to get to. Horrible to get to from a from. Uh, whether you're in the car or if you're on the tube, it's a nightmare. But anyway, I'm going to be on the tra- I'm going to be on the train, so I'll probably end up bumping into a few walls fans on the way. I mean, they won't recognise me, obviously. But oh, mate, get, get yourself on the strongbows, mate. Get yourself on the old uh, black currant. What is it? What are the dark, stuff they want? Dark fruits is the dark street, fruits. Yeah. That's what the kids use these days. Isn't it? I don't dark drink fruits. Um, well, I mean, look, 
Vieira, Vieira's in the manager of the month discussion, so they must be good. Look, they're, they're, they're the cracking result, don't get me wrong. Manchester City to go there 2-0. I still can remember the day, one of the best days ever, of going to Man City and, and winning there with Traore. Um, so they are playing well, they're playing better. Zaha is an interesting character, but what you can't take away from him is his absolute talent. Edouard is looking decent. I think Benteke has been on the bench recently. They've got some really good players, and Wolves will have to be at it to get something. But again, this is a winnable game, Liam. It's, it certainly is a winnable game, without a doubt. I mean, you look at um, Rafa Benitez and Everton, and albeit they had injuries, you know, he's a very good manager, and they have got a very good squad, and Wolves looked very good against them. So, um, it's certainly winnable. You're looking at Palace's squad, they've got a few, um, I'd say a few ageing players, you know, like your MacArthur, Milivojevic, these, these kind of players, but you know, you can also spin it and say, you know, experienced alongside some of the youth. I think they've got a, a good balance as well. Um, you know, they've got a few 21-year-olds, uh, that Gay, I don't know how you pronounce it, the centre-back they got from Chelsea. They've got mm. Conor Gallagher on loan from Chelsea, who's doing very well um, for them driving forward uh, from the three midfield. Um, that at least say that comes in, he's only 19. Um, and then alongside that, they've got, you know, your guy to the goalkeeper's 34. You've got MacArthur's 34, I think now. Uh, are you Benteke are both thirty uh, or thirty-one, whatever? So you know they, you know they've got a good blend of you know experience and youthful, youthful exuberance is the is the phrase I've used in my preview, which you'll you you will see. Looking forward to reading that, mate. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> when you can spell um, exuberance is another one, but get get that spell checked, mate. But you know, yeah. Palace, West Ham, Norwich. Okay, West Ham, but it's at home. Palace, West Ham, Norwich, Burnley. These next four games before we come into that really rough run in December. If you can get eight points in these four games, then then happy days for me. Totally, totally agree. I think um, you know you you have to take into account what they can do. You know they've got. I think he's got them well drilled. Vieira, um, as I say, a good balance to the squad and and the starting eleven. That I think is um, he's done well to form there. But I think Wolves have got to go there and think. You, you know, there's always going to be a little bit of trepidation because they they're away from home. They're going to want to get a result. Uh, I think Bruno's has been a, a bit more tighter away from away from home so far this season than he has at home. Um, but you have to go there and, and think, you know, we've got tools to hurt Crystal Palace mm-hmm. here. We need mm-hmm. to make sure we use them. You've got your, your Huang and your Jimenez combination. You've got Neves running the midfield. Um, the one thing you would be worried about is, you know, if they play a three midfield, which they often do, is that going to overrun the two of, that Wolves have got? If they play, to be fair, either Edward or Benteke, have they got... The type of attributes that are going to cause kind of Cody problems with similar players in, they, that have caused him problems in the past. Um, there's certainly factors to play in, but you know Wolves have got to go there with confidence. You know they're the informed side in the Premier League at the moment. Uh, they've got a lot of opportunities to hurt this Palace side, who have got a lot of draws. Haven't they only won two games out of ten? They've drawn six and they've also lost two. So. Um, you know they, the, the games with them have been very tight, and I think that probably fares better for Wolves than it does for Palace the fact that the games have been so tight um, mm-hmm. the, the pressure is going to be on them to put a performance on in front of their fans um, in a you know quite an old sort of ground the fans are right on top of you it's got they've got to they've got to go there and perform and, and Wolves have got to come in and uh, play their game plan perfectly which no doubt Bruno will uh, will, will execute and if he doesn't I'll tell him <laughs> so, <laughs> you ask him the question afterwards for certain so do you if you're Bruno do you go with the same 11 that, that played so well against Everton or do you do horses for courses and maybe change change it uh, a little bit? Maybe the wingers, the forwards, or mm. what? Second guessing, what does he pick? 
you know what? Great question from Judah. Mm. Sometimes you do come off with a good one. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, I, I, I actually my predicted team that I've done for for tomorrow is one change with Troy and for Trincao. Okay. Um, but and I think I said this to you after the game actually at uh, on Monday. Sorry, I, just breaking by the way. Um, no. Not that it was expected. Connor Cody's in the England squad. Um, uh, Max Kilman isn't, uh, but but Tyrone Mings is incredibly. Mm, interesting. interesting. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's probably expected. Um, yeah, I think I said this to you on Monday as well that I um, I can see him sticking with the same eleven. Um, yeah. I, can, I can see him doing that. Um, yeah. You'd also think maybe then Duncan might come in because he's done that away from home a couple of times. Okay. He might, he, but I think the change. If, if I think if there's going to be a change. It's more likely to be in those forward areas, mm-hmm. and and as we've already said, I think Huang and Jimenez are pretty much nailed on, aren't they? So yeah. it'll be it'll be on that right side. Okay, but you think, but gun to your head that he will. I think gun to my head. I think he'll do Troy for Trincao, and the rest okay. of it will be rest of it will be the same. But you know, he sprung a few surprises. You know, away at Southampton, he dropped mm. he dropped both wingers, uh, dropped Neves. You know, it's, <laughs> anything could happen. So we'll have to see. Uh, right, finally then, Liam, in this epic mammoth podcast that has gone on and on and on. Prediction, please. I'll go first. I'll give you one more chance after uh, after last week's 3-0 that you said. Can you remember what I said? Uh, I don't think... You didn't say 2-1. You said 2-1, Liam. Go no, back you and didn't, did you? 2-1. Oh. So we'd have had both. The last two would have been mine. 1-1 and 2-1. So uh, this is your last chance saloon until um, I relieve you of your duties. Uh, if, I don't, right. if I don't get it, how long are you going to relieve me of the duties for? Uh, well, you know... Let's set it in stone now so you can't lie like you did last time. Did it give you a three-week ban of Three-week ban? Okay, I'll remember three, that. Because last time you ban. said two games and then you ended up doing about three or four. What are you and talking I, and I, about? And I, said, and I said it to you as well. You went, no, 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 I never said that. I've well, done one. I've only done one prediction. You've done the rest what? of them. What? You haven't done one? Are you, are you losing you your mind? You keep drinking that can sparkling water. It's going loopy. Oh, yeah. dear, right. um, to I'm going to say Crystal Palace 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 1. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, well then. <laughs> Let's go for it. Let's go for it. I'm okay. It. Was, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think okay. it'll be, they've had a lot of draws. I think it'll be tight. Yeah. I think a, a point won't be, won't be too bad away yeah, from Yeah, only one draw this season for Wolves, which I think has helped them in their in their table aspirations. Uh, however, I do think this will be a draw. I'm going to say Palace will score first and, and Wolves will equalise in the second half. But uh, one one's not a bad result. I, I, you don't want to get beat, but um, look, hopefully we're both wrong, mate, and they're taking three points back up the M6. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Been a pleasure, pal. Enjoyed this one. Uh, running time of this one. Goodness me. 81 minutes. No messing around, mate. Ah, but we love it. We love it. And we love you for listening. Thank you very much. Um, listen to us on the way down. Spread the word. And uh, we'll speak to you next week. From me, from Liam. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.